This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Let's go to the phone lines, though, and talk with Sal Capaccio, Bills Radio sideline reporter. Sal, appreciate you joining us, man. How are you? I'm doing great. It's awesome to be on with you guys. I will tell you that um, Trista on WGR Radio is like must listen every week. She's (laughs) awesome. We love having her. So thank you guys. Oh, man, that feels so great. That's Thanks nice. so much for that. You got to go to a, a Eleven Howard to get that uh, trinket dish. <laughs> I love it. Listen, no, seriously, I love having you guys, and um, really appreciate you being on our station. So thanks for having me. Yeah, not a problem, Sal. So obviously, you're on your bye week this week. You're coming off the he- heels of Bills and Chiefs, one of the marquee matchups we're going to get all regular season long. What were your biggest takeaways from that game? Well, that the Bills in Denny Green fashion, are who we thought they were, right? I think uh, going into the year that, you know, most of us, including me, believe they had the best team in the league. They have the best roster from top to bottom. And, you know, you could argue who the best quarterback in the league is. Josh Allen's making a case for that. But 1-53, to the Bills, to me, are the best team in the NFL. Their their bottom of the roster matches up as well as any team, and I think that that showed. Uh, They've had some injuries. Now, they weren't as injured last week. They have some guys back. Let's remember, this team lost Micah Hyde already. Tredavious White still isn't playing, and yet here we have you know rookies in the secondary playing, filling guys um, on different spots of the field, and and they're just really good everywhere around the roster. And I think that's my biggest takeaway. Yeah, and you look at Buffalo odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl plus two seventy five. Like you said, I think the defense is even better this year than last year. Like you said, also probably one of the more deep teams in the NFL. Out of every team in the NFL, what is the one team that you fear personally the most? It's still Kansas City. It's still Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of scar tissue built up over the last two yeah. years, guys, regardless of what happened on Sunday, right? I mean, I think the Bills are kind of carrying this uh, mantle and pressure to be the team that forces Patrick Mahomes to go on the road in the playoffs. I mean, he hasn't done it yet. He's never had to play on the road. Uh, winning in Sunday in Kansas City obviously means that right now the Bills have the upper hand if they match up again in the playoffs it would likely be in Buffalo. We'll see where that goes. But I, I'd still Kansas City. The way that, you know, Patrick Mahomes, we know how great he is. Andy Reid, he's such a terrific coach. You know, they'll probably make an addition at the deadline. They seem to every year. Um, but it's still them, and it's still in their conference. I think, to me, I've always said this. If you give Sean McDermott and Leslie Frazier a whole week to prepare for anybody, they'll figure out how to stop what you do on offense. They'll figure out how to stop your best player. And we saw it again on Sunday, right? I mean, they held this team to 20 points. So the Bills were to get to the Super Bowl, two-week break. I think I'd like the Bills' chances against any team in the NFC because they'll be able to do that. But I think out of their own conference is where their stiffest competition is because I think it's the Chiefs. Sal, I'm interested. You've obviously seen outside of Kansas City, you've seen the Bills play the Ravens. You've seen them play the Dolphins. They've played the Rams. Outside of Kansas City, which team would you say you think is the best that the Bills have played so far? Mm, outside of Kansas City, well, I guess a healthy Dolphins, maybe with Tua. 
Um, there were some extenuating circumstances in that game. Obviously, as you know, with um, the heat, the way it was, the Bills played 90 plays on offense, made a couple of mistakes, and you know they, um, they they couldn't seal the deal. They had some red zone issues. Probably still the Ravens just because of Lamar, right? I mean, he just changes the equation on every game. He's so dangerous. You know, you, they could go through this whole year. The Bills could be the number one seed in the playoffs. The Ravens could be the number seven seed. And I'm telling you, in Buffalo on WGR, we will be talking about how the Ravens are still the most dangerous team. You don't want to see them because he just changes the equation on everything. It doesn't have to be about the team necessarily. It's just about him. That's how good he is. So outside of those two teams, I'd say that. I'm still waiting for the Chargers to be who I thought they were. I'm still waiting for the Chargers to be that team with Justin Herbert that's, con- that's challenging you know, the Kansas City Chiefs. But I haven't seen them play you know, in, against Buffalo per se, but I've watched them play and they just haven't impressed. But I think, like to me, dollars for dollars, donuts for donuts, I think the Chargers should be the second or third best team in the AFC. They just haven't proven it yet. Yeah, we're just mm-hmm. waiting for that to happen. I don't know if you've seen this. I'm sure you, you've heard whispers. Vaughn Miller is promising the OBJ is coming mm. to the Bills? What What do we know about whether this is fact or fiction? I, I don't I, – I can't say it's fact. I don't know that. But, Trista, honestly, like, he's been sending out cryptic tweets and Instagram messages <laughs> for months now, basically, about OBJ. And I don't know if it's basically him promoting his friend. I think he's trying to help his friend get a job in some way. I also think he wants him on the Bills. And I do think the Bills have probably kicked the tires on that. But I, I just want to – you know, tell everybody here how this operates in Buffalo, because you might not know. The Bills are not the kind of organization that just says, you know what, that's a great player, let's go add him. Yeah, could OBJ help? Maybe that's the case. The Bills care about every single detail about bringing a new player into the organization. They will want to know on the field, off the field, in the locker room, how it's going to impact everything they do offensively or defensively, whatever that is. And I'm not saying OBJ wouldn't fit. What I'm saying is he's got to check every single box for the Bills to feel that that's the move to make. That's the way Brandon Bean is. That's the way Sean McDermott is. And if they feel that they can do that and whatever money he wants, that would have to work out. The Bills don't have a ton of salary cap space. Then they would go out and do something like that. But the Bills, they actually believe, and this has been great for them over the last few years, that whenever they have an issue, that their solution is in their own building because they're so good at player development. But now here's the problem. (laughs) They're in, or not a problem, I guess, it's a great thing, but they're in such a Super Bowl window, kind of win or bust now, that if that's what they feel, then they'll do it. And I think Vaughn does carry some weight if he wants to bring OBJ in and tells Brandon Bean how great of a teammate he is. Mm. Talking with Sal Capaccio, Bills Radio sideline reporter. Sal, I want to ask you, obviously when people think Buffalo, they think about their offense, but this defense, especially in the second half and the fourth quarter of games, they have just been locking people down. What have what have they done? What have you seen talking to players, coaches? What has made them so successful in the second half and the fourth quarter on the defensive side of the ball that they're just they're shutting teams out? They're they're limiting them on offense. They never panic. They never get out of who they are and just basically embolden what they can already do. They'll figure it out on the fly. They have veterans now. This is no longer now. Look, you have young players in the secondary, of course, right? But you think about that defensive line with Von Miller and Ed Oliver and, yeah, second-year player in Greg Rousseau, but Tim Settle, Daquan Jones. Think about the linebackers now. Matt Milano in his sixth year. Tremaine Edmonds in his fifth year, right? These are guys who they can change things on the fly. Jordan Poyer, such a great center fielder back there, a captain, if you will, of the defense, seeing things. They've all been in this system together for so long that they can just basically do whatever they want at any time and morph. And if you're doing something to them that they feel that they can kind of counter and say, okay, we've seen that. That's hurting us. How do we counter that? 
how do we um, you know, go against that? They'll, they'll do it, and they're so good at it. They never panic. They make adjustments on the fly. They make adjustments at halftime. But the other part of it, guys, is honestly, they've just been so great at player development and early on. You think about this great defense that was already the number one defense in the league, and you have a sixth-round pick in Christian Benford that winds up starting, a first-round pick in Kyer Elam that winds up starting after an injury, Dane Jackson, who doesn't have that much experience, um, even though he's in his third year, Damar Hamlin, only in his second year. All of these guys have had to play key roles for this defense, and it's because they're so good at developing them and understanding the system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm curious about this, and I'm, I'm really glad that we have you here because it's been kind of sticking out in my mind for even since last year, really. If you look at Dable and you look at Ken Dorsey, the one thing that I thought may have been different is just the Bills running the ball quite a bit more. If you look at just top rusher for this organization, it's still Josh Allen, which is very similar to how it was last year. I thought maybe Zach Moss would get a little bit more involved. And obviously drafting James Cook, you kind of thought, all right, well, maybe they're going to you know, really commit to the run game more. And still 17th in the league, and it doesn't seem obviously to matter, but why do you think that is? Because Sean McDermott knows who he has in Josh Allen. He knows he has possibly the best player in all of the NFL, and that's your ticket to win, and they're going to use Josh Allen, whether that's throwing the ball or running the ball. Now, I do believe Sean McDermott, in his DNA as a defensive coach, believes that you can control the game on the ground, and that's the perfect scenario. And if the Bills can get up and they can do that, that's what they would love to happen. I remember last year at home, the Colts, remember they came to Buffalo and they beat them really bad. And after the game, Sean McDermott talked about how they just controlled the game on the ground. That's what he'd love to do. But they have Josh Allen, and they know they can win through the air. And they're going to do that. And if they get you in a position where they can then control the game, that's great. But in the meantime, they're going to let Josh Allen be Josh Allen. Let's go back to the offseason, though. And remember, before the draft, they actually thought they signed J.D. McKissick away from mm-hmm. Washington. J.D. McKissick flipped. He went back to Washington. The Bills really thought it was signed, sealed, delivered. He kind of changed his mind. That's the kind of guy they wanted to put in this offense. That is not to replace Devin Singletary. That's to compliment him. He's such a great pass-catching mm-hmm. running back. So you go to the draft. That's why they draft Del- uh, excuse me, um, uh, James Cook, because they wanted that type of guy. They still want to run the ball, but it's more in situations where they want to control the game. They want Josh Allen to be Josh Allen. Their ticket is to have Josh Allen throw to Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and that crew. Sal, who is the second best team in the AFC East? I hate to say that the Patriots are starting starting to look like it, right? <laughs> I hate to say it because we just don't like the Patriots here in Buffalo. The 20 <laughs> yeah. years of all that yeah. domination, right? Um, but I, I think I think the Dolphins with a healthy Tua and a healthy team can beat the Patriots, which they already did in week one. 
But I, I do really like what Bill Belichick is starting to do. They're starting to look like the team I think he, he wants them to be, which, where how they can run the ball, they can distribute some good wide receivers, not great, but they have a lot of you know, really good players there, and play really solid defense. Now, I think the test is I want to see them when they go up against a team like the Bills because, I mean, heck, Bill Belichick hasn't even forced the Bills to punt in the last two games, right? right? I mean, what does that look like in a situation like that? I'll go with the Dolphins right now because they did beat them head-to-head and they're getting two a back, so we'll see where that goes. But I wouldn't count out the Patriots. I'm not going to put the Jets there, guys, because as much as the Jets deserve all the love and credit in the world for what they're doing right now, I still think they're kind of doing it despite their quarterback. They're not letting him make mistakes. He's not throwing a lot. They have a nice running game. They have a good defense under, under Robert Sala. So we'll see where that goes. I like what they're doing. I like their parts. But I still think that they're a team that's probably not doing it the way you need to do it consistently through 17 games. I want to look forward a little bit at the uh, remaining schedule. Uh, what do you think, really quickly, we got about two minutes, yeah. What do you think is that one letdown spot that you're most afraid of? Is it is it maybe Jets uh, in November, Lions midway through on Thanksgiving, Bears? Is is there any other games that you think like maybe is a sandwich spot or a letdown spot after a huge game? It could be the Lions, right? I mean, the way that they you know with with uh, Dan Campbell biting kneecaps and you know <laughs> playing the way they do in Thanksgiving, that could be that. Um, I think the Jets, the way that they're playing. Yeah, I, I don't see anything necessarily later in the schedule, not the Bears, but maybe something like that could be. I don't expect this team to have a Jaguars game from last year. I really don't. I think they learned a lot of lessons from that. But look, I, I mean, it's the NFL. Minnesota's good. New England can be good. The Jets are looking pretty good. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose one of those games. I don't know if it would be because the Bills had a letdown, though. I think it might be because those teams had a nice day and the Bills just didn't execute correctly. Mm. Any given Sunday, Sal, right? Anybody That's can right. beat anybody at any given week. It was, well, Thursday ahead. this year, considering the Bills' schedule, or Monday, and all the different times they're playing and days they're playing, right? Really yeah. quickly, before you, you go, I want to just like recap on that or have you expand on that. Is What do you think that they learned from that Jags game? Oh, I think that they learned that they have to play four quarters against every single team, and they're not just going to show up in the second half and be the Buffalo Bills, right? Like we talk about the, what we just did a little while ago in the second half. I think throughout that game, I was on that field. I, I didn't. I didn't catch a lot of the energy I normally catch with this team. And I think it's because they might have thought, oh, it's the Jags. We'll take care of business. We just need a couple of drives. And it just never happened. I think they learned in that game. That just doesn't happen. You got to, every single play matters. Every single drive matters. You need to take care of business. Love it. Sal, Good we stuff. appreciate the time, man. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your bye week. All right, get some relaxation yeah, before the rest of the season. Oh, that's not happening, guys. No? I'm actually flying to New York with my eight-year-old son to go to game three at Yankee Stadium oh! for big Yankee fans. It's the bye week. My wife said, why don't you do it? I did it on a whim. I bought plane tickets before I even had game tickets, Let's and then I go. got the game tickets. That's Sal, so fun. That's beautiful, man. Well, enjoy game three. Hopefully the Yanks can uh, tie up the series for you tonight. All right, guys, thanks for having me. Really appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you. Yeah, Sal Capaccio, Bills Radio sideline reporter. Great stuff from him. Tristan, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, so good. What a great gig he has, right? Watching the Bills every Sunday. And I wonder, I mean, I obviously don't know how long he's been doing it. All these guys, they, you know, they take a long time. They've been with these teams, just like we have Kevin Ray as well. Like Kevin Ray's been with the Suns when they weren't very good. So to have a team that was kind of like, mediocre rise to the the team that's being hunted it's just got to be so gratifying compared to being like i don't know the patriot sideline reporter that's you know had things Big good for time. In the last especially years. in a town like buffalo that has such a college feel when totally. they're rolling you know it's not like they're in yeah. la or in new york where buffalo's my favorite 25 
Buffalo and Rochester, I go on, and they're my favorite hits per week. Besides, obviously Sacramento because it's NBA, but like in terms they're of hardcore. what we what we do about the NFL, like those are my guys. They love their Bills and their Sabers.